What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Kojak. We are back. Uh, I think this is like the third or fourth uh, podcast of the week. We got uh, Ill Sounds here, and we got M Keys as well. Um, if you guys are in tune with uh, Solo Vision, y'all know who M Keys is by now with uh, his recent video that dropped. Uh, we let everybody know what the name of that video was. I said let them know what the name of the video is? Yeah. Uh, no Time. And uh, I just want to ask you a question, quick question on that first before we start. Sure. Um, how did you feel about um, how the video was done overall once you um, got a chance to sit down and watch it? Because um, a lot of artists, when they work with uh, video guys, they um, just shoot the video. They don't really have any input on um, the editing process. So um, I don't know if you had input or not, but how did you feel about the final um, project? Well, first off... Um I was really pleased. I can't complain at all. It was very well done. I had seen, uh, I had seen Jordan a Solo Vision. I had seen his, his his products before, so I knew what I was working with. Um, the only input I had was like, hey, make sure you hook me up with some uh, cartoon effects. Cartoon like the, effects. I think if you've seen any of his videos, you know what I'm talking about. The little animations in the video, and I thought that fit my that fit my style pretty well. So, and sure enough, he got that in there. He made sure to take care of me. So okay, that's good. And uh, make sure y'all um, just click the link in the bio. The video will be in the bio as well. Check it out. And um, his uh, most recent mixtape will be in the uh, description as well. So make sure you guys have, if you take some time out, listen to that as well. Um, so um, with Ill Sounds and, and uh, M Keys here, can you guys uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves? So uh, my name is Max, but... Formerly known as, or also known as M Keys. Most of you know me as Max, though. Um, I've been in Peoria my whole life. Currently living in Bloomington. Um, I've been rapping for about four and a half years now, but at this point, we're finally starting to get the ball rolling and uh, get a little bit out there. So that's pretty much it for me. Well, my name is Terrell. It sounds. Um, I'm 17, still in high school, of course. Uh, been producer for a while, actually. Uh, Quality-wise, not so long, but I've been producing for a while. Um, shoot, I don't want to spoil too much yet, so I'm going to just leave it at that and tell y'all more as we go. Yeah, all right. So uh, how did you um, get into music? So that's a good question. Um, I can't really explain. Well, I've always been a musical person, so before I started rapping, I'd been playing the drums since sixth grade um it's actually how i met terrell is through through drums ironically enough um so music has it's kind of like my dad <clears throat> my dad was also a musician so that's where i get it from but i started that was my start in music uh rapping came from that was just is obviously like a environmental thing you know being in like inner city peoria um, you're just surrounded by a lot of a lot of rap music, and then that just so happened to be the platform that I started taking um, my feelings to, just to express myself and talk about stuff that was happening in my life. Okay, how did you get into producing? Well, uh, it goes back as far as seventh grade year. It was when I not nah, sixth grade year. Sixth grade year is when I started producing. Uh, music started for me. He kind of explained it uh, himself back when I was as soon as I could memorize words. 
is when I started watching Drumline, uh, 2002, Nick Cannon, that first one. I can still probably tell you every single word to that movie. I watched it so much. And so that's how I got into music. It was through drums at first and band and all that stuff. But then when I hit around sixth grade, I, uh, it, I don't, there was no influences yet, but I would be on the internet or whatever, and I would go to different uh, music websites, and you can like drag and drop your own loops or whatever, so that's where I started out, and then seventh grade year, got a iPod, little fourth, uh, iPod fourth generation touch thing, and then that's where I started learning how to sequence on my own, and then I progressively got further with like, you know, computers and all that stuff as life went on. And so that's kind of where I got my start for producing. Okay, and uh, I actually, I like never played the drums. You know what I'm saying? Growing up, I used to uh, mess with the garage band. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I actually could um, um, play the drums. I ain't going to say necessarily a career path at this moment because everybody still Mm -hmm. got the real world. But when do you know, like, this is something you can see yourself doing? So when I started rapping, like, four and a half, five years ago, it was god-awful. It was not not what's up. But, like, nowadays, um, I just, you know, you just want to kind of work on improving as an artist and just improving as a musician. Um, And then... Once you get to a certain point, if you just want to uh, work hard enough, you uh, you want to learn, kind of get to know like the the reality of the situation, um, and that opens the door to you know maybe taking it serious enough to do something with it and maybe make a career out of it one day. Okay, and um, so you're only seventeen, so you still you know what I'm saying in right, high school. I still got ways to go. Do you see yourself? Like, down the line, really taking this serious? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I definitely see myself um, doing this further down the line because just of the passion that I have for it now and since from where when I started. Like, I started, you know, doing this type of stuff, maybe not so extensively as I am now, but I was doing it to some of an extent when I was younger. And the fact that that passion can expand over for years out, I can definitely see that, you know, it's still going or whatever. And plus, like, every day, like, anytime I get a chance to make something musical, like, it's, I don't know, it's just something new, like, as far as feeling-wise. Like, no beat is the same. Like, you know, I can make something, and it's just, it's just, every single time I do it, it's just something new. So it's like, I can definitely see myself doing this later down in life, because it's just... It's yeah, I'd agree, because cause yeah. every time, you know, you might get into a hobby, and then it might get, unfortunately, old to you after a while, yeah, but yeah. I can always pull up a different beat, and it's got a different feel to it, and I can talk about something new, and that's what, personally, I've recently, that's what I've come into, I feel like that, uh, that's what gives it that, that, uh, that replay value, and that it's gonna give it, give it that lifespan. Okay, uh, who were, um... Can you tell us, like, some of the uh, musical influences you have uh, as far as, like, if you got, like, favorite producers or beat makers or anything like that? Uh, Kanye, Pharrell, um, Timbaland, uh, all the old ones, like, Just Play, Swiss Beats, Dre, all them. Uh, my dad, um, this could go on, Zaytoven, um, of course, Jermaine, or J. Cole, as all you guys know him. Um... <laughs> A lot. There's 
I try to look towards the people who are very at the high end of the spectrum and try to model myself after them because they have longevity and in 20 years from now, it may, that's kind of a long time, 10, 20, it, probably still in 20, you can play one of them songs and a lot of people will still remember it. You know, there's other producers and stuff who done made beats and stuff that if you played it in two years from now, what is this? Yeah. You won't remember it. So, you know, I try to pick high standard people to model myself afterwards. Okay. Because um, I don't know if you've seen it, but um, damn, Just Blaze and uh, Swiss Beats had a battle. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get yesterday. to watch it, but I heard about it yesterday night. It's on um YouTube. It's still up there? Okay. Um, well, it, it was on Instagram Live. I watched on the live, but, you know, somebody probably was recording it. Right. And put it on YouTube. Yeah. It, I, was, it was dope. I heard, like, because I was actually going to sleep at that time. Um, yeah, it was late as hell. Yeah, it was late. Yeah, but I was going to sleep, and I heard, I was like, dang, I, I should I should have watched it. But I was on the phone, with, I was on a phone call that took a long time or whatever. So I didn't get a chance to watch it, but, you know, that was cool, but... I definitely heard about it. I'm gotta check it out now that I know it's up. Yeah, and so who are uh, some of your influences as far as artist wise? So definitely starting out, it was um, probably Drake to be honest. Then it evolved into a, like a J Cole feel. That's that's kind of what the reality check. That was my first mixtape. Had a, a lot of J Cole type feel beats to it. But nowadays it's like a definitely a, a hybrid of like um, Big Sean like. A logic and like a G Easy type feel. I'll try to. That's what I'm trying to like morph into. So those are the guys I'm currently kind of looking up to. Okay. And uh, we can just talk about logic. What's now, there? Jordan, aka Solo Vision, he texted me one day. I don't remember what day it was. I don't know what time it was, but this man texted me and was like, "This is the logic of Peoria." <laughs> And I told him, why you being very disrespectful. Now, to me, that's a compliment, but to you, I need to hear it's, why. It's disrespectful because I feel you should be the M keys of Peoria. True, I respect that. You know what I'm that. saying? Not the logic. And on top of that, that's kind of hot. That's like a lot of pressure yeah, yeah. at this stage. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a huge fan of logic to begin with because if you look back at logic's albums, okay, you're going to hear one song. He's trying to sound like Drake. You're going to hear another song. He's sounding like Kendrick Lamar. Another song. He sounded like J. Cole. Then the next album, he got the whole Kid Cudi feel to it with the space shit. So I'm, I'm looking at him like he could rap. And he said this in interviews. He's still trying to find himself as an artist. Uh, when he's on a breakfast club. Because uh, Charlamagne kind of had the same critique as me. Where he's kind of, he, he, st- he sounds like other people. As far as hmm. his flows and stuff. So, I feel he still got a ways to go to like elevate to that class where he can be mentioned with the J. Coles and Kendricks. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even even with g Easy, he's still another one that can rap his ass off, but still has ways to go to be mentioned top tier. I feel that. And that's that's my only right with him. It's just trying to have his own style. Yeah, I, even back in the day when I um, this is before I had heard one Logic song, I would always see him on like Sway in the Morning or uh, some other radio show, and he'd just be freestyling. And I'm like, this man can rap his ass off, but I just don't know if I could get into him as into his music. But then finally, I was I was kind of against it 
there was just something that was stopping me from getting into his music. And then slowly I, I started to, like I, I recently heard like Super Mario World and then slowly started getting into like the Incredible True Story and uh, Under Pressure and stuff like that. And then nowadays mm. I find myself like I'm slowly, I, I, I could consider myself a fan. He's got some songs that I yeah. enjoy a lot. Like his first album I liked a lot. Um, I don't forget, he got a couple, I forgot the name of it. The um, the space album he did, where he was like um, like um, in outer space. Yeah, the incredible true story. Uh, yeah, I hated that album. But the one he just did, the um, like El the Tarantino one, mm-hmm. I liked. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I liked that one. Yeah. I felt like he was growing as an artist, and maybe it comes from, <coughs> excuse me, maybe it comes from him like not listening to other rappers. Because he is in his own world, you know. He does. He's married man. He does his own mm-hmm. thing. So when he's in, uh, it might. This might go for like all artists. You know what I'm saying? Where if you find yourself listening to more uh, artists, your style may come off of what you're hearing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree. Versus with that. if you're by yourself, I agree. With that. I felt Completely. like with his last album, he just like, like kind of detached himself from what's going on in music and just created his own thing. And I felt like that's growing, you know what I'm saying? That's why when he made the comparison, I was like, I want you to be yourself, okay. not necessarily go for, like, to try to be the logic of Peoria, you know I what I'm saying? That. And he can't rebuttal this because he's behind the camera. <laughs> but he's he's told me how he feels about it as well, though. But uh, so how do you, um, can you describe, like, your creative space? And then also I want you to, like, describe, um, like, what goes on in your mind when you're making a beat? Creative space as in like... When you're writing. When I'm writing. Oh, okay. If you write. Some yeah, yeah. Don't. So recently, um, I do kind of prefer anywhere. I can't... It's usually just like in my room, wherever that may be. When I was living in Peoria, it was in my room. Uh, not in Bloomington, it's in my dorm room. Preferably when my roommate's not there so I can really get into it. I like it to be a little bit dark recently. That's what I found. It just kind of sets the the tone and the mood and helps me focus a little bit more. But, um, yeah, that's basically it. Well, for me, when I'm making, like, a beat, I'd say what's going through my mind, believe it or not, is absolutely nothing. And I'll explain. When I try to make a beat and I try to model it, let's say, like, I I sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to make so-and-so type beat. Then I think about it. And then when I try to like, you know, make that certain beat, it doesn't, it doesn't come out, you know, very good. And then I should say, compare that to as if when I just sit down and I feel like making a beat, like I know when I feel like I want to make a beat because, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make a beat or whatever. And so I'll sit down and then when I just get to doing it, not really thinking about where it's going or what, what I'm trying to do, like usually I never name a project until I'm finished with it, which is kind of bad because, you know, the program could close down and you could lose it if you don't save it periodically or whatever. Um, but I never really name anything until I'm finished with it because I never know how I'm going to start and I never know where I'm going to end. I just go with the flow. Like, I can just pick out, you know, I just throw up a random VST up there. I'll pick a sound that I like and then I'll just roll with it. It could come out a trap beat. It could come out a R&B beat. I have no idea what's, what it's going to turn into. But those are usually when I'm... That's that's when I know, like, okay, I'm in my, you know, creative space. This is when I'm just, like, working because I'll make, I'll end up making a bunch of beats back to back to back versus when I'm 
not and I'm trying to force a beat, mm-hmm. I usually stay on one or two for a long period of time trying to think it through. But when I think, okay, so yeah, that's just okay. Um, just a random, just a random question. How do you feel? Uh, from a producer's perspective, how do you feel about Polo's beats? Because um, when you hear a beat, I, I, I can guarantee sonically you're going to hear different than an average yeah, person, person or an artist. You may can hear the drum kits being used or something of that uh, fascination. So how do you feel about those beats? Okay, so... Or his style, so okay, to speak. For his style, okay, so that's actually a very good question. Because um, number one... I do like Polo. I do like Polo Boy's beats. Um, I think that sometimes, like I hear repetitiveness in in his beats all throughout. You know, each certain beats, I can be like, okay, you know, I know Polo Boy did this, but that's not necessarily a bad thing all the time because producers are supposed are supposed to have a certain style, and so I guess that's like my only quote unquote negative input, even though it's not really negative or whatever, but. I think overall his you know his beats are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I want to say, um, I can't think of the word right now. I really can't think of the word, but I should say just you know special for in the lane that it's in. You know, of course Kendrick's not gonna go buy one of his beats because that's not his style. But for the style that he's doing, I think they're pretty good, and I definitely can hear and. Not here, but I can see how much of an influence he has on other people that, you know, he'll be that type of person to make a beat. Now, other people are going to try to, you know, make that beat, especially since the platform that he has. But overall, I think his beats are good in the style that they're in. You know, I think they're well mixed. You know, if they need to hit hard, they'll hit hard. If they don't need to hit hard or if they need to carry a certain vibe, I think they do that. And I do like, uh, one thing I admire is his ability to put in, like, the extra intric- more intricate melodies in there that kind of makes that, you know, um, I want to say, I don't even know the words to describe it, but it's like just more complex sounds. It's not like simple melodies, not like the, you know, just regular old, yeah, just not simple melodies. Like he's very good at just making things more complex, but still not overdoing it. And that's one thing I do like about him. Okay. And I just asked that because um, you like, besides him, you're the only producer I've ever had come through. No, really so I definitely Sorry. want to get a get a different perspective because I, I won't hear it the same way you would. You know what I'm saying? Right. Do Do you see, like, from his growth, because uh, you were younger, of course, but right. from his growth from where he started till from, from being in Peoria, people laughing at him, not taking him serious till now. Where he's making this is that's his job, you know what I'm saying? Right. And cool. people like the Migos are taking his tags off the songs, yeah. you know. <laughs> Everybody in. wants a polo beat now. So do you see yourself like not necessarily patterning patterning your career after him, but definitely seeing that it can happen from you someone in your city? Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a it's a very it's basically the perfect example of like if you just stay true to what you do and just like you keep working, you know, there's just so many benefits to just reap out of you know, your work, you are going to get what you're going to get what you put into it. So it's like when I go to school or whenever I'm making a beat or something and people, you know, might not necessarily take me seriously. I haven't got laughed at yet. Surprisingly, a lot of people, when I play people, my beats, they really mess with it. So, you know, I don't know what it's like in Polo Boy's position when he was getting laughed at or whatever. I haven't had that yet. Keyword yet, because it will happen. Not every, you can't please everybody, but, um, 
And I think that is just like the perfect example to follow is like a producer. Just keep doing what you're doing. And either way it goes, you know, life's gonna life's gonna play out how life's gonna play out. You have potential, you don't have potential. And just just do just do it. If you like it, do it because you don't know the future. So you're either wasting an opportunity if you don't put in, you know, what's your if you don't put in a hundred, that's a possible opportunity you're wasting right there. So I just Okay. Definitely appreciate that. So, um, can you explain the little dicky process? How you won? I first of all, how you heard about the contest? I'd love to. And how you entered? The confidence? You winning? What did you get out of winning? And things of that nature. All right. So, um, little dicky, he tweeted out. If you guys didn't know, this is the most important part. He was a 2016 XXL freshman, uh, arguably one of the the better of the group. You know, him as, and Dave East. As yep, as in comparison to like. Your designer, you know, and your Anderson Pack guys that are singing and doing hooks, and uh, your mumble rappers, you already know how that goes. But so he tweeted out like three days before New Year's Eve, um, he made a tweet, and he was giving away, he was giving away a signed pair of just like Nike basketball shoes. They were like some hyper dunks, like some retro type hyper dunks, and uh, all you the rules were just like spit a. Um, holiday theme freestyle and he said he would just send him to the best one so i saw that and automatically i'm like well i gotta do this now because i like there's no way that i can't not do this so in a span of like three days i, I wrote a freestyle that was like a minute and 30 seconds long and i tweeted this out um like two or three days before the new year and it was up for about 15 minutes and it got like one like and one retweet and I'm like okay cool and then all of a sudden um I go like leave the room and I come back and my phone's just like blowing up and I'm trying to check it and I'm getting so all these Twitter notifications and I'm checking it and it turns out that Lil Dicky actually quoted the tweet and he was like this is hard he quote he actually quoted it so um that's how I got its first breakthrough and uh it was like as I was watching the video I was just watching the the numbers on it just go up and up and up and I'm like oh my god it's, it's like it's getting real like for sure and so it got the first wave it got up to like 400 favorites that night and then <clears throat> a couple days go by uh, he said he was gonna pick the winner New Year's New Year's Day he actually didn't so the whole day I'm sitting here in suspense like oh, come on you just let me down so the <laughs> next day at like seven o'clock our time um, I go to the bathroom, I come back, my phone's blown up again. I'm like, oh boy. And I check it, and then he tweets out, um, he tweets out, he's like, this guy, like, just easily won, this guy won it, um, hands down. And then that's when it, it caught its second wave, and it started blowing up more. Um, and I was, like, jumping around the room. I was going crazy. So that's definitely, <laughs> is, you know, take it for what it is, one of my biggest accomplishments like, and people can't, I mean, I, there, there wasn't that much competition, if I'm being honest. There was some okay entries, but as far as I saw, I would definitely be willing to say that I took it with, with, some, with some confidence. Um, and I actually was, like, in Florida when, like, I had to go to, I was leaving to go on vacation to Florida, so when I got back, the shoes were there for me, and it was like, it was like a welcome home gift. And I got them. The shoes are like on my shelf right now as we speak, so you that's how it went. You ain't tried to hoop in them or nothing. Uh uh, 
the funny thing is... Oh, he autographed them. Yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, 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 so yeah, the yeah. funny thing is, it's two different shoes, but like he just put the pairs together. So it's like a blue left shoe and a white right one. It doesn't make any sense, but like... Yeah, you it's can't just, wear them. It's just unique. I can't wear them. You're, like, you're not the first person to tell me that. I didn't plan on it. But like, yeah, I just got them. They're chilling. And if I ever just need motivation or like something to remind me that like, hey, you can, you know, you can compete and you can... You got to you got to say in this. Just take a look up on that shelf, and that's what I see. It keeps me going. Yeah, that's definitely dope. Not um, not too many people talking about that. I know everybody saw it on Facebook because I posted it. You can, you might be able to. You'll be able to see it on my Facebook. It's actually my pinned tweet on Twitter, um, at mkeys e m k, e e z underscore on Twitter. It's got like thir- a little under thirteen hundred favorites. I think like fifty four thousand some people saw it. It was dope. Yeah, and um. Do you? How do you feel? Cause you're a white rapper. Yeah. How do you? What's your take on that? Do you feel um it's harder to be recognized? Um, I want to say that I think honestly in in today's culture, um, white rappers are nothing new. I don't mm-hmm. personally. I honestly don't think that's an excuse to I, like say why. When I want to ask a question, um, you could talk nationally, but I mean Peoria as well. How you feel about um? It being in, uh, sure. in this culture. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like that's nothing new. You've got people that have been killing this for a while, like Mac Miller. Um, you know, you've heard Mac Lamore. You've heard um, you've heard of G-Eazy's name, whether you like MGK. him or not. Yep, you've heard of MGK, too. But I So that's nothing new. I don't think the skin color has anything to do with it. As much as, like, from... I don't want to say like marketing standpoint, but some of these like some of these white rappers are really I don't know I, I can't say they're trying too hard, but they're trying too hard to play a part that I don't think is it's not what I like to see. Like they got the the corny like earrings and they're wearing the, the like the snapbacks and they're trying to act a certain way that's not like I don't know. I feel like personally the persona I would try to take on as much as you don't like to hear this is like the logic the logic type feel because mm-hmm. he's just. He's just real chill about it, and there's nothing that I can hate about the guy. Like he's so, he's just such a neutral guy that is always promoting a positive image. So yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, not to say there's anything bad about like wanting to be a white rapper. That's nothing new. Yeah, but I don't mind his persona. I, I I just um, certain things about the music. Keep in mind, I sound. I hate to reference that I just use him as a reference because he's light skinned. Keep in mind, yeah, I he's not even. I white. can't even. Yeah, I can't. But, yeah, my apologies for disrespecting him like that. Yeah, but he's he is the reason I bring that example up is because I feel like he's mistaken for white, but he's he's really yeah. He based. talks about that all the time. Yep. And um, the reason, you get the idea. The reason I asked that question is because if you, when we did our top ten, you never heard me bring up. You know, oh, he's he's white. Yeah. You know, he's the white rapper. I don't like when people say, "Oh, he's good for a white rapper." Or with Eminem, he he's the best white rapper. <laughs> no, I don't like that. I just like he's cold as fuck as a rapper. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I that's totally why I asked that. that question because um, in the hip hop world, you know, white rappers are the minorities. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when I ask that question, I always wonder do do they like feel a, feel a certain way as in just look at me as a rapper, you so know what I'm for, saying? Not as, oh, he's good to be just because he's white. Yeah, you know what so I'm saying? for Peoria specifically, I would like, to, for Peoria specifically, I would be willing to say that my style is um, a little different or a lot different from what are the most, 
the most music that's being produced from out of here. If you if you go on a Solo Visions YouTube page, um, you can listen to the the stuff that's coming out of there, and then you can listen to mine. And there's an obvious difference. Um, there's there's definitely downsides and upsides to it. Um, I feel like if people could respect it um, from this city, but I but I don't feel like most people from this city, at least from Peoria specifically, not talking about like West Peoria and the other parts, but from this this part specifically, might not be listening to it uh, to to a full degree. But I think there the advantages of it are if it is different, then it's gonna it's gonna stick out a little bit more. And uh, I think different is good. You got to be different if you want to take something to the next level. Yeah, exactly. So. Um, <coughs> In your music, your whole mixtape, mm-hmm. every song I've heard from you, you don't cuss. True. I'm, I'm, and I'm glad you noticed that. I, I don't know if a lot of people notice that or not, but that that wasn't even, like, intentional. That I can't really say it was intentional. I just want to say that it just wasn't something that came to my mind to use um, explicit language. Uh, I, I don't feel like I don't feel like I need to use I don't feel like I need it as a means to make good, um, make good music. But I do fully believe that it is an effective way, like, if you want to. If you, if you don't cuss all the time and you want to use explicit language, um, like, a small percentage of the time, it could be effective. Which, in that mixtape, you're right, I didn't use, I didn't cuss at all. But um, in some of the recent music I've done, I've cussed a little bit, so. Yeah. And I, I just, it's just, it's real unique to me because I was always told growing up that, like, in the hip hop music, um, when people cussed, they just couldn't find a word to replace that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, and or sometimes it's a rhyme thing as well where mm-hmm. people are just basic, so you know, you're the bitch, you know, you know, words that go with that, yep. you know, fuck, you know, you hear stuff. It's just basic stuff that people use to try to uh rap. So when I hear you and um it's not like when you write. It's not like you're getting putting out no two minute songs. Yeah, you know no, you're actually it. you're giving you're giving a lot of you're giving real sixteens. You yep. know sometimes thirty twos and up. You know I'm what I'm saying. You solid, recently, I've been giving you a solid four minutes per song. So yeah, you know take that. <laughs> so um, I definitely appreciate that, and I, I like that a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, funny funny you say that. Um, making like writing songs for me used to be hard. Like it would take. It felt like it was hard to drop my first mixtape because you. This was back before I was even writing my, my hook first and my chorus first. Like I would just hop straight into the verse, which was not a good technical move. Nowadays, if I want to do a song, I'm starting straight off with the hook and the chorus because that's the most important. I've recently, you know, how did it take me this on to figure out that the hook and the chorus is the most, arguably the most important part of your song. So nowadays I hop right into that. Once you get something that um, you're comfortable with, which gets easier, um, is you get more experience, then you're like thirty percent done with your song already. And verses are easy because you can; they're so versatile. You can do whatever you want with them, and it just the whole process becomes easier, which is what I'm thankful for nowadays. That yeah. I finally can find a groove and make content, which before was not as easy as it is today. But I, but I will say this: um, in your music, you're not all over the place. And that's one thing um, I really pay attention to uh, the local artists uh, scene because when someone has a long song, I'm interested to see if they could stay on the concept that they were trying to have and not just bounce all over the place. With I your music, that. you're um, not necessarily direct like the whole time, mm-hmm. but like you're either telling a story, you're painting a picture where everyone can get exactly what you're saying, and you kind of put me 
uh, I get to know your POV. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that's something that I definitely like um, in an artist. You know what I'm saying? And uh, when I first um, like heard your music, when you first hit me up, um, and and I do, this is just a proven fact, I do check the music and listen. Yeah. When you hit me up and told me to check out your music, I immediately did. And uh, it was it was um it was around the uh, top ten time, like literally right before uh, it was uh, time to like not qualify no more. Like I was gonna forget about you because I didn't know about mm-hmm. you, and uh, I was instantly impressed. And uh, Jordan was the first person I like told like, "Hey, check the music out," you know. And uh, I ended up getting him to check it out. Yeah, it's funny. I don't know how I came across the the whole you promoting the top ten thing, but uh, I definitely. Um, even though the music I'm doing nowadays is so much better than the stuff that I was doing back then, I was still like, this is a chance you got. It's like, this is an opportunity you, you can't miss. So I was just like, I had to inbox you and be like, how do I enter this? And you were like, just send me some music. So I did. And then the rest was history. Yeah. And you was, uh, I think you was like top 20. Yeah. Uh, we, we say top 23. 23? Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you definitely, and it was 91 people. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely. That's respectable for have only, for having dropped a, uh, eight song, seven, eight song mixtape six months prior. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah. No, and it was, I mean, you had <laughs> with, my vote no, too, by no way. cuss words. Yeah. That's, I listened to the podcast. It was, uh, four yeses. So I'll take it. Yeah. Most definitely. So, um, when, uh, have you, um, recorded his music by chance or anything? He, he actually records everything. Yeah, I everything. I'll, let, I'll let him okay. talk. I'll let him talk. Okay. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> Like when he's he, the one when that he's makes it, in he's, there, he's the one that makes it sound good. Yeah. <laughs> so when he's in the studio doing his thing, uh-huh. and you're sitting back, like, and you and he's he got it going. You know, he's flowing. He got the energy there. He, the chemistry is good. What's it like going on in your mind when you're looking at him? I want to uh, know this perform? also. I want to know this. Like, also. how do you feel? Like, are you like, <laughs> all right, this dude can be special, or are you just like, wow, this song is. I know it's gonna be the one, or what? Okay, so. Um, for the, those of you who don't know, I have a very two-sided mind. So I'll think of the positives, but I also think of the negatives and about the positives or whatever. And so he, what I feel um, towards M. Keys or Max, every time he raps, it, it differs song to song because each song that he does is different. And um, of course, it's the same within his style, but like all his songs are different. So... <clears throat> Um, I'll talk on his, um, one of his songs that he did, it was called Kickback, that's probably arguably one of my favorites, and it's pretty dope, and when he was doing it, um, I was just listening, and I'm like, this dude is beyond good, beyond great, it's like, there's just so much potential there, and it's just like, this is just like why why didn't I know you before? Like why are we just now make we should have been making this happen a long time ago. Like yeah, we <laughs> like it's just crazy because like I just I have I have like nothing, you know, bad against him. Not only not because he's like a friend or whatever, but anything that that I would think to be wrong, he already knows and he's already working on it to fix it anyway. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I mean just over just overall, he's just just great. Just yeah, we got to stay away from these yes men. That's the most. <laughs> that's the biggest detriment to yeah. your careers. The Facts. people that don't want to tell you. Yeah, that's I why love, I'm here. When you, when you say we gotta, you know, we gotta, we gotta diss these yes men. I'm like, I'm right with you. Yeah, don't. Yeah. But uh, but what was I gonna say? Um, I met Terrell. It was funny. We were at a we were at a we were both on the drum line for at Central at Pure High. So, 
we we were at a game one time and I was like, oh, you know, I I, I just brought it. I was like, oh, I rap too. And he was like, oh, really? He's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, we'll have to hear it. He he probably didn't take me serious at the time, but that's okay because he does today. That's all that matters. But he mm -hmm. uh, he probably didn't take me serious. So one day after school, we were practicing uh, like this this little thing for our, our our drum music video that we were gonna do. And then we were just putting beats on this speaker and like I was rapping, I was playing him some really bogus stuff that I had recorded like back in the day. I literally, this is so bogus, I literally put my phone by a speaker mm -hmm. on on YouTube and I rapped like to the That's what I used to do. To the to the beat from the computer and captured it both on the thing and I tried to mix it, like get it as even as possible and play it. So I was playing this over the speaker and he was hearing it and he was like, Okay, you'll have to come through and then we just kinda like that's when I was making a couple songs over at another friend's house, and then we we got into business at Terrell's house, and ever since I've been going to him. Okay. I just want to elaborate. Um, how when we were starting out, um, I started recording him on an iPad. Oh so yeah! Like, how could I forget that? Most important part right there, and so. Um, I would tell you how I started about getting like the software on the iPad. It started out on an iPod. I mentioned that earlier um, when we were talking about ourselves. And so basically, there was this program. It was called Beatmaker 2. And it was about $20. And so I downloaded it. And that's where I first learned how to sequence. You could also record, you know, uh, voices or whatever. But that's where I first started out making uh, actual beats, you know, from scratch to finish. And so that's where I got my basis. And so then one day, you know, my brother got an iPad for, uh, I think it was his either birthday or Christmas, but it didn't matter because it became my iPad, so it was mine. <laughs> I took it from him. And so I put, like, a bunch, I put Beatmaker 2 on there, and, you know, I just carried over the stuff from the iPod to the iPad, and then I added more apps or whatever, and, um, like Max was saying, I met him, and we used to, we used to uh, skip band class, go to the back uh, room, of the basement. This sketchy it was like, room was sketchy it was like, as it was, hell. It was, it was sketchy. It was just way <laughs> it smelled back. like mold. Let's not go into <laughs> yeah. it. It did. It was, it was pretty <laughs> terrible. Not your typical recording environment. And mm -hmm. so we um went back there and we had the the um iPhone the earbuds. Earpiece, yeah. yeah, like the one with the mic or whatever. And he would record uh, whatever song he were doing, whether it was a remix or we even he even came over and we even chopped up a beat one day and we brought it back to school and he rapped it's a over song it I don't then. really want you guys to hear, but <laughs> it's grind, but though. it's still on sound. <laughs> That's a grind though. Hey, it was it was worth it though, cause you know the whole time it was terrible quality, but we was just enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Like we was hey. <laughs> we was, yeah. it was what it's about great like but yeah yeah so um how um was it for your um you guys' parents to understand this is your dream and uh do they like have uh do they support you yet uh, this, because this it might took, be the best question that you've asked it me. took I, I'm 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 in the same route this you know what I'm saying I'm only 21 just me. Let's, we, uh, <laughs> my it took my my dad a long time and I've only been doing this a year and a half so it took them maybe towards the end of last year to fully support and understand that this guy, this guy's serious about mm -hmm. this. You know what I'm saying? So I only can imagine when you sit down with your parents and say you want to be a producer or a rapper or the first time they hear your music, what's the expectations and what's going on in their mind from the typical go to school, get a degree, get a good job. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're an entrepreneur when it comes to the music industry. Mm -hmm. Okay, so first off, I'd just like to say I'm blessed with parents that do support the vision, and they do support uh, 
support what I'm doing, which I'm very blessed. You know, your parents, uh, depending on which way you take it, could be a could either like tear your stuff down, like could tell you to stop it, hey, don't do that, or like they could they could boost you up. And I'm blessed with parents that do. So with that being said, my mom was the first one to figure it out, and uh, she she was like blown away by it. Granted, she's like. 52 years old, <laughs> she's white mom, she doesn't really know much about the culture, but uh, she was impressed, um, take it for what, what it is, so she she kind of runs with it. Um, today, honestly, I don't know how she feels like about it, though, she definitely supports it, but sometimes I kind of feel like her opinion changes a little bit, like she gets a little sketched out, um, but I just, I just keep the tunnel vision, I just keep head down, keep grinding. With that being said, my dad didn't know for the longest time uh, I finally, after I dropped my first mixtape, he found that out. Um, fun fact, at the end of the mixtape, I, I actually said, I was like, I don't even think my dad knows I rap, but mm-hmm. like that's relevant. But he figured out shortly after that, and he he totally supports it. It's funny. It's it's corny, but you see him, like he comments on my Facebook posts and stuff like that, and he, he enjoys it. Uh, but yeah, they, um, I'm lucky because my dad was only, my dad um, for the most part, he was exposed to a, a part of rap that the that an older guy is not going to like from his generation. So I kind of had to like run him through like, hey, there are different genres, like subgenres of this type of music that can be positive and can like not be about the things you think it are, like the violence and the sex and the drugs, like the mainstream rap is. Yeah. So at this point, we got the show on the road and we're rolling. That's good. Well, for me, on the other hand, um, my par- my parents are very, very supportive. They're not against it. They're also the parents who are like, don't put your eggs in one basket. You yeah, know, take all, I heard Leave that all too. your options open, and uh, you don't want to close any doorways. And that can conflict because music is a very much hit or miss. It, it's a tightrope to walk, but you're going to have to walk it. And it's like... Some people can't get lucky and turn a hobby into a career, but other people you gotta put you know full dedication into it because that's what it requires. Mm-hmm. And my mom always told me, you know, since I was little, she told she would tell me stories about how I was like three years old. I would pull out pots and pans and arrange them in the drum set and start playing them um, right on the kitchen floor. And I vaguely have remembrance of doing that too. And so I, you know, I believe her. And she's she um she tells me she sees me does. She sees me not working, a, you know, a regular job. She says, um, "I don't see you working a nine to five. And so, like, they're very, they're very supportive, and they know I can do it. Um, it's just hard in the high school um, phase and the college phase because that's, you know, the biggest time period of like, not necessarily for you know music, because music can happen at any age. You know, if you don't believe me, go check out the old people killing the game right now. As far as like audio engineer and stuff like that, even some producers, y'all be surprised. Um, but it's like it's it's hard for me because you know I see it as like you know a passion. This is what I want to put all my time into, and they see it. You know, since they're adults, they always tell me from the adult perspective, don't put your eggs in one basket route, and you want to keep all your options open. And it's just like you know, and sometimes I feel like you know that isn't you know really the best. But you know, I don't you know I never vocalize that um, you know to them because. They they are right. I mean, you know, there's all kind of examples of people, you know, just doing one thing and it didn't work out. You know, that very yeah. could well be the case for me. And so it's like it's just always a, a, a mental conflict for me. It's just like, man, 
What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? How do I do it? Because I'm, right, I'm in a phase right now where it's like I'm really trying to establish myself because I know, I know I'm different from a lot of producers out there. A lot of producers are inspired to be like somebody. I want to be the person that's going to inspire somebody. I want to be, you know, I want to... I want my name to be a name, not a type name. Oh, yeah, he's just like so-and-so. No, I want to be that so-and-so, you know. So, like, that's the route I'm trying to take. So, it's just it's just all a mental conflict right now. But my parents support it, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a little easier. It's a little easier for mine to handle it because, like, obviously I'm still in school and I'm still, like, going hard and doing really well in school. I'm currently going to uh, Illinois State University, go Redbirds. But, yeah, they I, I show them that I can still... Uh, put a lot of effort into this this music thing and still get good grades and they got they can't say anything about it so more yeah. power to me I definitely am, I'm rooting for you guys you know what I'm saying definitely to make your parents proud you know and uh, accomplish your dreams cause uh, I'm definitely uh, in the same boat as well you know what I'm saying my dad definitely um, well I, I'm not uh, I graduated high school I wasn't even thinking about doing radio uh, as far as music, I was always into the uh, basketball broadcast and stuff like that. So he thought I was taking that route. And then when I come with the music angle, you know, we had to have that conversation. And then he, he loved it. It's, it's corny, like you said. You know, my dad's like, I think like 47. Uh-huh. He knows the hip-hop because I grew up, my first um, introduction to music was uh, Get Rich, Die, Try, and 50 Cent. You know what I'm saying? And he was playing it, you know what I'm saying? So I was, at eight years old, that's what I was introduced to. But... um. No, he listens to the rappers' music and stuff. He tries to understand what's going on. He has no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the older like your parents might hear rapper and they think negative connotation. When really, if you just explain to them like, but it's it's so much more than that. It's like entrepreneur, yeah. entertainer. Like you can promote, you can be positive and uh, and promote good and aspects. Creating jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I can employ your friends if like yeah. yeah. It's definitely I feel like, you know, with people who are not really uh acquainted with, you know, the music scene now and then you go up to somebody, you know, like a relative and be like, you know, I wanna be a rapper that's they're they're yeah. kinda like the throw yeah. their hands up. Really, yeah. out of all the things you wanna be a rapper and to me I just see it like like a game of chess. Like as long as you know what you're doing, you should be you should be fine. You know, as long as you're doing something that um it, that is relatable to people or that, you know, is going to benefit people, there is just, like, unless you play your cards wrong, you know, you may not be the biggest, but you'll succeed in some way, form or another. It's just, like, it's, I mean, I just see it as, like, an ocean. Like, a lot of people see the ocean. They're going to want to jump in. Not everybody, but they just want to jump in. But you don't know how to swim, you're going to drown. The game's the same yeah. way. This is so, like, you know, tempting to jump in. But you got to know how to swim. Like, exactly. as long as you know how to swim, it's... it's Almost like doing any other job. You just uh, connections are a big piece, though. Connections yeah. and networking are a really big piece. But even if you don't have those, it's still possible. It Maybe a lot harder, or you know, just depending on your situation. But I mean, it's definitely something yeah. you can work out and do. Exactly, and that's what uh, I feel. Peoria is coming around to that point where the people who are serious are under, are understanding. I need to learn how to swim. You know what I'm saying? Before I'm in here, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely, I like that analogy. I'm going to have to use that. I'm going to give you your credit. All right, man. All right, man. Yeah, that's the biggest problem. Even my struggle that I find to this day is like, when are people really going to start like taking me serious? Like that's, that's my biggest gripe. Like this is, this is what I've been put my mind to like a, 
uh, a mm. lot lately. When are people going to actually see that, like, when are they going to respect, like, he makes good music, let's, like, this is what he does now. Nobody, because nobody knew in my senior class, like, that I had been rapping for a long time. Nobody knew that. But nowadays, they might slowly start to see that, but they might not yeah. take it too seriously. But it's like, yeah. you, you should take it seriously. Well, this I'm is- telling you, the follow up podcast takes you serious. All right, thank you. You know what I'm saying? I definitely take you serious. I respect that. Thank and uh, I'm going to make sure everybody else takes you serious. All right. You know, to, to the uh, best of my ability, I'm not like the, you know, the king of Peoria or none of that bullshit that people. Um, like claim to be, you know, other people think they're the king of Peoria and all that. But I'm a definitely, I like good music. I support good music. I support Peoria. And um, that's why I wanted you here, you know what I'm saying? Because it's, it, I feel it's a disservice that we, we have great people here that make good music, you know what I'm saying? And notice I said great people, you know what I'm saying? Because it, the personality matters to me a lot, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Even there might be an artist that you don't like their music. But if you get to know them, mm-hmm. you're going to look at their music with a different perspective and you're going to give it a chance. And you that music may grow on you. You know yeah, what I'm back saying? Back in the day, if I heard like if I heard like a 21 Savage or a Lil Uzi Vert, I would just be like, like, I don't like his music, so I hate this guy. But then I had this mentality change and I was like, why should I hate someone for why should I hate someone as a person for the music they make? So nowadays yeah. I like a couple like I like a couple songs that they're that they've made and stuff like that. But I definitely don't hate them as people, and I and I love that approach because like my life has been so much more positive that I'm not wasting time like, uh, you know, forget Twenty One Savage. This fool can't rap. Like it's not about it's. Yeah, you don't. You never. Um, I never seen you like bash. Mm-mm. You know, rap. I've seen other people do it, whether bash the mainstream rappers or um, even M- uh, NBA players like uh, Damian Lillard at one point when he was in college. Was bashing LeBron when he played uh, against the Mavericks, and next thing you know, you're in the league. Mm-hmm. You're playing against this guy. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You may, uh, you know, you may eventually be on his team or something. So you, you, I've never seen you attack the industry that you you want to be a part of. Yeah. You know ever since about one year ago, I decided to change my mentality and stop hating individuals for the music they they that they make, and it's like. It's just so, it's been a benefit to myself because you'd be surprised how much you you are unaware that you like are putting so much negative energy on yourself that you hate someone you because you hate their music. You can't, like, why would you want to hate? I don't know. I just don't understand it. Yeah, that is, uh, that is true to a very certain extent because just, you know, believe it at one point or not, you know, I wouldn't, I would just hate like a lot of other people's, you know, stuff. Like, you know, I listen to it and I'll never know why. Like, mm-hmm. it would just be some, it would just be something just that was residual with, within me. Like, I, somebody be like, you know, I'm a producer that play their stuff, you know, you know, what may come out be like, you know, yeah, that's cool. But on the inside, I ain't trying to hear this. Like, it, I, yeah. I don't, never got it. I never uh, figured out why that is or whatever. But definitely, like, if you switch your personality just to, you know, just to accept things because, you know, this is these are other people's works. These are other people's times. They're doing exactly what you're doing. And you know, if you thought about if you thought them as thinking about you, how you thought about them, you wouldn't you know really like that. So it's just like, and I mean, to personality just means a lot, and it definitely shows in your music too. Because for me, if I'm at if I'm at the crib and I and I wake up happy on like a Saturday. I get to my computer and just making these is just so much more enjoyable, you know. I it's just I don't know, it's just so much better like when you don't have that negative, you know, vibes or whatever. You just keeping things positive. It's just 
it's just so much better that way. Yeah, yeah. let it be known. M Keys will never hate a person for the music that they make. Like I'll never hate them as a person for the music they make. I'd have to I'd have to see them be a bad like not be a good individual, then I'd start to not like them. Yeah. So let that be known. Cause I definitely appreciate that because even because I, I could I can guarantee you know even when I critique music or when we do the top ten, some people may think it's hate. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I I try to build that type of relationship with the community that this guy is not biased. He wants people around him that's not biased. And then when I do critique your music, I'm not attacking the person. I'm literally breaking down the music as as itself. So then it doesn't seem like um, I'm attacking your character because that's when uh, things become personal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. And not just stay on the business side yep. of it. Yeah, and that's another reason why positive, positivity is good because... Without that, you will not, you know, survive in the music business because music is, you know, music, you know, music is your service or whatever. But your service depends on what other people think. You yep. know, that doesn't depend, you know, how you make it. That what they, what they think doesn't, you know, affect how you make it, how often you make it. But it does affect you to a, a pretty large extent of where you go with your music. So yeah. you will get criticism back and all that. And if you're a negative person. You're gonna look at that criticism negatively, and you're gonna take that as an insult, and you're gonna, you know, just have hate back, or you're gonna to try to insult them back. But if you're positive, you'll take that, and you'll be like, okay, and then you'll fix it because you know somebody, you know, a successful person only failed a thousand times, so it's you know, exactly I mean, facts. So how do you um, uh, how do you feel about Peoria's uh, music scene as of twenty seventeen? And from you could go from when you start to actually like pay attention to Peoria music till now. Um, I think I definitely think there's a lot of potential. Um, I think we all got to stay on our business. There's a lot of unique. I think there is a lot of unique uh, sounds, um, and there's a lot of potential that comes with that. Okay. I think um, I I agree with Max, and I also think like people are starting to drift away so much of genuineness in their music and starting to go to the more influential side like so if you want to rap about your situation you know unfortunately for a lot of people their situation isn't the greatest so of course they might rap about the same stuff but sometimes you got I feel like you have to draw that line between like am I rapping with a purpose here or am I rapping just because you know this can give me popular money or I just want to do this because everybody else is doing it. Exactly. So I think like, you know, the music scene, you know, if you want to get into it, you know, that's great. Just have that line between like why you're doing it because, you know. Exactly. That'll yeah, it's definitely, that's why um, at one point I was just having people on the show. You know, um, some of those people don't even rap now. So I feel those are a waste of episodes. So it's at a point now where I'm trying to find people that love this, that are going to be around next year when it comes time to maybe have them on a show again. And I definitely think uh, it's a passion versus a hobby thing as well, but it's also the popular thing to do and the cheapest thing to do because mm-hmm. all you need is a mic and a laptop right. and now you're a rapper. Mm-hmm. Or all you need is uh, Fruity Loops 
and now you're a producer to to a certain extent to yeah, a lot I, of people. I got some comments on that. Right you know there. what I'm saying? What's your take? <laughs> Man, I, I want to know your take right, on on these producers, producers and beat makers. Like, Thank you. If you're a beat maker, don't go around claiming you're a producer. But first, first and foremost, like you know, I'm not gonna hate on anybody. You know, of course, you know, producers do start out, you know, beat making, but they also do other things. Like you know, you know, back in the day, there was. Uh, Excuse my research, but I'm pretty sure there was like different types of producers. But like the the head producer was like called the chief producer, like in the studio, and um, they did like even though they had people doing the stuff for them, they still called the shots. They were like the director of P. the Diddy. movie. P Diddy. P Diddy. Like yeah. like they like if you have if you're an actual producer and you got an artist to you know that you know wants something done, whether it's actually recording them and then you know they need it, you know. Just basically worked on mixing all that stuff, you know, yeah, mastering, you know, that's a whole job in itself. But you know, it won't hurt to know how to master stuff. Um, but like, a producer is essentially the director of the movie, not the person who makes the soundtracks for the movie. They're like, if you got a song, and so you know, if you say you produce this song, and it's not true for every every situation, because you know, in studios, there's different people who do different jobs or whatever. But like, you know, essentially, if you're like, quote unquote. Um, like a producer, but you know, you work like by yourself. So if you're a producer, you know, you're going to know what to do. If an artist comes and say, Oh, I need this, this done. You're like, all right, cool. Let's get it done. And like, you're, you're crafting this song to be the song. You're just not making the kick, the snare and the few instruments that's in the song. And then you had somebody else to do it. I mean, that played a part in the song, but essentially you just made the beat, you know, there's just, there, there really is just a big difference between being a beat maker and a producer and producer also is Nine times out of ten, know what they're doing music-wise. Like, you know, most of them, this is not saying you have to, but most of them has played an instrument before. They, you know, they know music theory and all that stuff. They're, they're just, you know, musically, like, you know, aware of what's going on, not just, you know, program, you know, stuff here and there. It's just like, I mean, it's just, this is such a big difference in... I think a lot of people should stop loosely using the term, oh, I'm a producer. Oh, no, you're not. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I feel the same way. Everything you said, I agree. Because, um, <laughs> uh, damn, I forgot his name. Uh, Too Short. He was on a podcast, and he was talking about it. He was breaking it down. And, you know, he's from the uh, 80s, you know what I'm saying? And he still felt the same way, you know what I'm saying? And I, I just think um, if you if you send me a beat, Via email, that don't mean you produce the song. You right. know what I'm saying? Now, it's a ways you can like you could send it back and talk, tell me and stuff like that. But if you're in the studio with the artist and you're working with them, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Like definitely, like if you got artists in there and like you're giving like you know effective input, like you're really interacting with the artist. Like you know, hey, I think you should do this, or hey, I should, I think you should cut this because or. Or hey, if you got like a vision, you know, for the song that that is for the greater good, you know, you know, producers, you know, all right, look, we should do yeah. this. You really interacting and just making the song the best it could possibly be, because you know the artists, not to knock the artists, because they do have good ideas, but sometimes their ideas are their own ideas, and since you're another person who has yet to hear their music until they get in there, your idea just may you know be what everybody else you know would think, since you're another person and they're not their own. Um, um, ah, what's the term? You get what I'm saying. Like, they're, it's, they're not, it's just, their idea is not what they think is best, if, if I even worded that right. Yeah, but you get I what get I'm what you're saying. Say. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say. 
So, um, how did you um, feel um, about the top ten list when uh, we dropped it? Uh, I well, I actually didn't listen to a lot of the content from each individual person on the list, so you know, I didn't really have a formulated opinion. But I think the whole process of it was good because you know, if you that one to set the example of what the music industry is like, there's a bunch of people. Guess who made ten? That's the exact. That's mm-hmm. a perfect example of how the music industry works. It's overcrowded, but only a few will be good enough to make it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be snubs. Right, yeah. right. And so, like, I think that was just like you know, perfect process of you know, of metaphorically of how things work, and also it let a, a lot. It let a lot of people know about themselves because you know. You know, they might have claimed something or, like, whether, oh, I don't, I don't care if I make it or whatever, then they didn't make it, now they're throwing a, a fit. It's like... Yeah. So I think the process was pretty dope. You know, the, as far as the actual list, I didn't listen to enough content, content to have an opinion, but, yeah. Yeah, as far as list ranking goes, I have no complaints about that. Um, I was just glad you guys did a, like, a justified, um, fair, like, judging process, because... Obviously, um, the first Facebook voting poll was a was a dope process. Like, if you get you know if you got clout, like you can get on this list. That's fair. But I'm glad that you guys gave like the nine other possible artists a chance instead of just going off like clout. Because a yeah. lot of you rappers got clout, but it's, you you don't got the talent to back it up. I'm gonna just yeah. tell you that right now. Facts. Like I'm gonna just tell you that right Facts. now. So I'm I just appreciate that you guys actually took the time because I can tell you right now I wouldn't have been able to sit through and listen to. All these, all these rappers, like some of it's not the best either, like not the best yeah. work, but you still got to give it a fair shot. So more, more power to you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm a advocate for the. I don't care about clout. I hate that. Um, that if you're popular, uh, people are gonna listen to your music and be like, oh, they, I fuck with it. Mm-hmm. You just like him as a person. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You don't yep. care about the music. <laughs> yep. And I'm I'm that guy that's going to call that out mm-hmm. at all times. I don't care how popular you are. You could have a million followers or you could get, drop a video and get a million views. If I think it sucks, it sucks. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm one man. So you're not catering to me. You yep. cater to those a million people that like it yep. at the end of the day. You just might not make my list. You know what I'm saying? And... Um, with the fan vote, it it was kind of like I wish that I, but it, it cost more money because I paid fifty dollars for that, but it cost like two hundred dollars to where I could see everyone who voted, mm-hmm. who they voted for, how many times they voted. I didn't want to spend that kind of money, but you got to see who really does have this clout. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I think that uh, we had over two thousand votes. I think the next one, the goal is five, but for just those two, just for two thousand, you got to see. Who really has clout? Um, who's really um, our quote-unquote fans that are going to take the time out to click two times? You know what I'm saying? To vote. You know what I'm saying? And obviously, Polo won that. You know what I'm saying? So then, with Polo winning that, it was fair game for everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It was interesting. And um, everybody who made it, uh, I didn't vote for. Everybody else didn't vote for. So, you know, we agreed to disagree in a way by the voting system that we did. And uh, I just was happy that we were able to talk about 91 artists that I guarantee there's no one in Peoria that knows more artists than I do. 
You know what I'm saying? And we got to say their name and critique their music and get people to check them out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the one thing that I couldn't fully come to understand was the people that took it the wrong way that didn't make the list. Um, I actually made a, a post about this and like uh, tagged you in the follow-up podcast and stuff. And I was saying, like, if you didn't make this list, like, you need to... Um, you need to like appreciate the underdog position and work harder. Like some people want things to happen and some people like make them happen. So which one are you? Um, don't take it personal. It's for one, it's it's only opinionated. But two, if you really want to, um, if you want to be great and have people appreciate your music, like then you got to put in the time and the effort to to get to yeah. that point. And it's not like it's the last one, right? You know, because this right. this past one was the second one we did. You know, um, the first one. See, for, I didn't for, even know about the first yeah, one. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, didn't. Yeah. Um, but it was... Uh, when when did you do the first one? Uh, it was... Uh, we dropped it July 7th. 2016? So you did two uh, yeah. lists in one year? Yeah. And the reason being is because I started the podcast July 7th of 2015. Um, for like the first four or five months, I deactivated my Facebook. I had my... I didn't have... I wasn't on Facebook from like 2011 till 2015 because I was Twitter and Instagram heavy. And um, I activated it because I needed to get Peoria, you know what I'm saying? So I already was trying to grow and be like, hey, I'm back on Facebook, you know. And um, so pe- I was always talking about it, but it didn't g- capture the city yet. So right. I know when we did the first one, I was like, when I drop this picture, it's going to get shared. So everyone's going to see it. When uh, It's going to wake the city up. It's going to be controversy. Uh, which all those things were in the frame of questions piled in. And uh, at that point in time, I only knew about 47 rappers in Peoria. By the next one was 91. You know what I'm saying? So, And then a lot of those people, um, a lot of people started to rap. Some people started to rap again that weren't rapping, you know, like the older people and stuff. So um, I, I definitely feel like we woke the city up with it. Mm-hmm. So with, then with the next list, that's the one I felt like everyone knew about. And that's the one, you know what I'm saying, that you were... Uh, uh, you knew about as well, but the first one, it, it it was very the first one was very huge on Twitter. Like it almost was, it had had like almost like three thousand impressions and interactions on Twitter, but the second one was trending uh, actually on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? That's how big that one was. I just don't like when people say like, "Oh, it's just local. Who cares? We in thirty seven different countries." You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. not it's not Let local. Even if it's one person in one country, it counts. You know what I'm saying? So I, um, and then it's like, I'm kind of prepping, like, because we're learning. You know, it's, it's a learning curve for us as well. And um, I'm just like building a portfolio, like, because I want to be in the industry. So I'm showing, like, hey, I did this by myself, or we did this. Look what I can do with, with my own city. Imagine if I took over and did this for the state, you know what I'm saying, or for the Midwest. Or for the uh, country, did a top 10 list, and people really cared. So you got to start small, you know what I'm saying? But imagine if you're in the industry, you're going to be a part of these lists all the time. You know what I'm saying? We we Everyone makes top 10 lists of mainstream artists all the time. Mm-hmm. So imagine when you're really mainstream. Are you going to be this mad? Imagine if you miss Double uh, uh, XL freshman cover. You know what I'm saying? Imagine if you miss that. Are you gonna be this upset as well? So I just—it's kind of like I got to see where Peoria's mind state is, mm-hmm. in a way. And then hopefully the next one. Uh, well, this past one wasn't really bad. Like the first one, I got killed. I took it on the chin, but the first one was bad. 
But this one, everybody respected. I had everybody's respect. People just disagreed mm-hmm. on certain people. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you're an artist. So I don't expect you to know 91 rappers. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're an artist, why would you take the time out to listen to all these people? You know what I'm saying? But if you're claiming you're a Peoria music head, you got to be educated before you talk to me about who should be top 10. Sure. So I definitely feel that's how it is. And uh, so who are some of the people, uh, like Dream Feature Wise, that you want to work with? And also, like, who you want to work with? Um, and when, and when you, what I mean with you is, uh, and also you could go mainstream with it, but also talk like if there's an artist you want to collab with locally, yep. or if it's we, artist oh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. Um, so obviously at this point, like from a bigger, um, on a big scale, I'd be open to collaborate with anybody. Um, but names that I can think of, if, if you were asking me like six, seven months ago, I would have told you J. Cole. Nowadays, I would I'd tell you Logic, I'd tell you G, uh, G-Eazy, I'd say Drake would be like the holy grail, if you, like, that's my opinion. Um, but locally, though, this is, what, no, this is what not that many people have been, have been hearing from me. Um, Spenzo from Peoria, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta do something together, we could kill it. Um, I could make that happen. We can, alright, we gotta try to make that happen. Uh, I'd like to. I wouldn't mind rapping, making a song with Dutchy Dash either. Um, what I heard from, what I heard from, yeah, Terrell knows him, so he knows him more than I do, actually. Let's be honest. But um, what I heard from his most recent video, his the the follow up freestyle. Um, I like dope. the name. His, I love the name. And his style, <laughs> and his style. I think we match. We match just enough. We could make something happen. Uh, not to be the one that complains about like financial status but he do cost like a hundred dollars for a feature or something like that i don't know if i can make that happen necessarily right now but we'll see but yeah let it be known uh spenzo definitely dope i want to work with him super dope and possibly like dutchy dash and crew chris would tell me we got like some hell yeah uh hyfr remix coming over the summer he'd kill me if i didn't throw that in there so i got to Uh, (laughs) um well, I guess I should start locally since that'd be my shortest. But locally, now do you like from all work with artists like recording or like for, to produce yeah, for or yeah. just like so like um I would re- do it produce record whatever if you need audio engineer do I do it all for almost anybody around in town not everybody not everybody <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah um. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm open like just if you can find me message me we'll try to make something happen because you know I am starting out you know um pretty legit you know especially you know even though age doesn't play a factor but you know you'd be surprised what I could do um for how young I am um on a more mainstream level dream you know co-producing or just to even just to even you know sit in a pro- not producer sit in the studio and watch them. I'd say it's gonna be a toss up between um, Jay Z, Kanye, Jermaine, or Jayco, um, and Timbaland. I wanna probably say Timbaland probably my first because that dude just goes stupid nuts with percussion stuff. And you know I'm a drum I'm a drum head, so you know, yeah. you know all percussive elements you know get to me, but. 
I think out of those, I don't know. It's a real, it's a hard one to call because they all can make, they all can take some, you know, anything, samples, instruments, whatever, and just do something stupid with it and make it a hit. That's just insane, and I want to see what's going on when they do that because I have yet to do that. Um, okay. Yeah, that's most definitely, and uh, uh, you know, what I'm saying for my intro, you know, it's 2017. We looking for a new intro. I, I want you to definitely uh, <laughs> throw together some type of beat, man. You know, uh, you know, I already heard a lot of your beats. You know, I try and, to uh, keep it different styles. New. I definitely. Uh, we gonna talk off air about that, but uh, <laughs> uh, new uh, new intro for the follow up podcast. Wouldn't mind you putting together a twenty five second type beat. You know what I'm saying? Something like that for sure. Uh, we talk prices after we get off here. You know what I'm saying? We a politic for sure. All right, you bet. All right, all right. But uh, so uh, last question is, uh, what's next for you as far as what you got coming up? Any projects, videos? And same goes for you. And uh, by the way, we need to hear some music. Uh, you rapping, sir. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, uh, we... Uh, I, I let it slide all swaying. interview. <laughs> I wish this was like swaying more than I could. Like you guys could put on a beat and I could like freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Kojak's Co- corner is coming, <laughs> and that's what we do. It's gonna be number freestyles. All right, bet. Um, um, I definitely hit you up for that. Okay, I'd be down. Um, right now, I'm just in a groove of like putting out singles and just trying to promote better. I mean, I could with the way that I'm uh, coming out with music nowadays. It's a lot more fluid than it was, you know, six months ago. So it'd be a lot easier to release like a like a 10, 11 song project, but I don't feel like that would do me as much good as if I just was putting out one song at a time and just uh, marketing and advertising it a little bit better. Follow up promotions. <laughs> so like, let's see. This summer though, I'll probably think about uh, I'll probably think about doing a project. I think I've already got a, a couple names in mind. Uh, okay. Very few people know, but. It's in the works. There's potential there, but yeah, right now, nothing is nothing mixtape wise. There is this uh, one take contest though coming up. Uh, my boy Jordan Hendricks, aka Solo Vision, he's gonna hook me up, uh, help me out, shoot this dope one take video, and we're gonna try and yeah. we're gonna try and <laughs> we're gonna try and go hard at this one take contest because uh, currently the boy is undefeated in rap contests, but they don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> No, nah, yeah. but but really though, we're we're gonna answer this one and try and um, just keep working. Like I've been immersing myself in the music, you know, community around multiple cities, and just like, um, just I'm enjoying it a lot. Like I'm really like I'm really grateful to be here right now. I had a great time. Oh so. man, we appreciate you coming, man. Yeah, but that's just be on the lookout. M Keys, he's he's cooking up. Um, I did leave out one um, person I would like to uh, co-produce with, and I won't be that one fan, but uh, if you ever hear this polo, um, you can find me on any social media. Uh, I definitely want to blow your mind. I should. I just want to, that'd be dope if I could ever work with you or not. Um, I, I, I think I can impress you. I'm, I'm different than a lot of producers. I think I can, I think I can definitely impress you. But um, as far as stuff coming up, and stuff that I plan on doing right now, I'm more of, I'm still in the learning how to swim mode. And not saying that you know I'm you know a beginner, but you know the truth be told, you know I am. I haven't been doing this for a while, 
but I'm really I'm really sitting back and just learning like you know the game because when I do step my foot in there I want to slay everybody and just like okay. you know I, you know, I just want to, you know, take it over. You know, not, not saying that from, like, an a, aggressive standpoint, but just saying, you know, mentally-wise, like, I just want to be, like, five steps ahead of everybody, you know, because everybody's doing it right now, but that's just the thing. Not everybody's learning, you know. Doing and learning can go hand-in-hand, but doing is not learning necessarily all the time. So, Facts. Um, I'm like this guy. 17, <laughs> man. This guy know how to yeah. talk. He's got slick. Um, got it. But, um, um, yeah, I'll be, I'll be um, if you ever need a place to record or whatever just hit me up I got you there but I'm really just gonna be focusing on you know producing and just really like prepping myself to just have longevity in the in the game more so to say and so I mean that's that's what I gotta hear some rap gotta hear you rap man I've heard it I've heard it it's no secret I've heard it I've heard it you got something I can't freestyle you got no I ain't talking about freestyle I'm talking about like I've heard your songs, I've heard your music before. <laughs> I I, can't, I don't even remember who showed it to me. Uh, if it was him, I'd give him his credit. I don't even know who told me about your music, really? but I've heard it. I'm all over, man. So <laughs> somebody told me, and, and it was definitely dope. Working, um, people, uh, you know, follow you on Instagrams, Twitter, IGs, uh. Facebook, um, YouTube as well, anything of that nature. Um, so right now the social media that I'm really trying to promote is just my Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at mkeez underscore E-M-K-E-E-Z underscore. Um, I'm trying to get my SoundCloud followers up too. You can just uh, follow me at mkeez. Once again, that's E-M-K-E-E-Z. Um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, for me, well, I kind of got social media all over the place. Uh, I Instagram is uh, at illsounds, I-L-L-S-O-U-N-Z. And that's spelled for pretty much all the platforms. So that goes for Twitter. Um, fa- I have a Facebook page, too. That goes for the Facebook page. Um, uh, regular page, which I am open to. I don't keep it limited to just uh, friends or family because I don't really post that much there. Is uh, Terrell Ford. You can find me there. Um, and YouTube is also Ill Sounds. And then I have a website you can go to, www.illsoundsbeats.com. Um, I try to upload weekly. I haven't uploaded in about a month because my computer was down, believe it or not, for that long. So there is some old content up there, but it's still just as good. And so you can find stuff there. Um, I think I covered everything. Oh, yeah. No, I already said Twitter. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's everything. You can find me all... All there, and yeah, that's it. All right, uh, Kojak underscore follow up on everything. Follow up, excuse me, follow up podcast on everything. Uh, make sure you rate, subscribe, review, get off SoundCloud, go to iTunes. That's where the money is. Um, the Clutch podcast is coming in June. Um, the follow up documentary is going to be dropping um, sometime this year. We don't necessarily have a day. I do have a name, just not dropping the name yet. Um, the trailer will be dropping soon whenever Jordan gets some time to, uh, to edit the trailer. Um, so be on the look, look out for that as well. Um, what else we got? I'm trying to think. I think that's about it for the most part. Just make sure y'all, uh, and then if you get bored or you got a long, everybody's going to be taking trips, summer break, spring break's coming up, summer break's coming up. Take some time out and download the follow-up podcast. We got... 
over eighty some podcasts on there. Check one out. You may be it may be an artist you haven't heard, and he may be your favorite artist. He may be the next artist to blow as well. So we appreciate Ill Sounds and M Keys for coming through. This definitely is a classic as well. We out. God bless.